0: of Jesus Christ. And today, tonight, is a special occasion. Uh, we have two of the brethren who were called, two of the three that were called at the same time, and um, for one of them, it's their first sermon. And so we know that for the men who stood here in this place for the first time, I'm sure we can recall what that was like, what that experience was like. And so, and it's also a privilege to be able to preside as my son stands to speak for the first time. And so with that being said, I would like to call your attention to section 77. Our brother Harry shared this scripture with us this morning. And I would like to read verse 4 for your hearing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, ye are little children, and ye have not as yet understood how great blessings the Father has in His own hands and prepared for you. And ye cannot bear all things now. Nevertheless, be of good cheer, for I will lead you along. The kingdom is yours, and the blessings thereof are yours, and the riches of eternity are yours. And he who receiveth all things with thankfulness shall be made glorious. And the things of this earth shall be added unto him, even an hundredfold yea more. Wherefore, do the things which I have commanded you, saith your Redeemer, even the son Amon, who prepareth all things before he taketh you. For ye are the church of the firstborn, and he will take you up in the cloud." And appoint every man his portion. And he that is faithful and he that is a a faithful and wise servant, excuse me. And he that is a faithful and wise steward shall inherit all things. Amen. May the Lord add His blessing to the reading of His record, and we would ask uh, an interest in your prayers for our brother Trenton as he is ready to occupy, and for my other brethren who stand ready to minister to you. Once again, thank you for coming out this evening. We will now proceed with our service as outlined.
1: I'm holy our father god we invite you and your holy spirit and your son to be with us this evening father i uh, <clears throat> we come together gathered in your faith and faith in you and all that you have done for us and all that you have prepared for us we've come uh, With enthusiasm, Father, excited to hear our brother Trenton speak in your stead. Speak your words, Lord, to testify of you and that your love that you have for us. I ask that you would bless the words and that you would bless each and every one of us as we hear. We love you and we praise you. All glory and honor be to you, Father. It's in your Son's name, Jesus the Christ, I pray. Amen.
2: For my scripture reading, my opening scripture, I'd like to read from Romans chapter 5, verse 8, and it says, But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Thank you, Mark, for playing the piano. I will tell you up front, I am very nervous, so I'm just going to try to let the Lord talk and let the Scriptures talk. Um, I am very pleased to stand here and bring to you the Word of God and my testimonies. I, I have so many testimonies because the Lord is so gracious to me. And he's allowing me to see how he's working in my life, and I'm excited to share that. And uh, I just, I felt so led to talk about trials, because everyone has trials, and even though it would probably make me more nervous, I wish that more people were here, because I want to encourage everybody that is going through trials, because I've been through trials, and I will go through trials, and I know it will be hard, and so I'll do my best to... Allow the Lord to comfort all of you through me. And uh, I want to open with First Nephi chapter 6, verses 17 and 18. If you turn there if you want. And it says, For behold, I re- have refined thee. I have chosen thee in the furnace of affliction. I personally love this scripture a lot because, to me, it, it means that he, he knows I'm going through trials. He knows I'm going to have a hard time with it. And he's telling us, he's literally telling us that this is him putting us through trials. And he blesses us with knowing that. Uh, next, I'd like to go to Romans 5.8. Sorry. It'll be okay. I'll just share my testimonies of the trials that I've been through more recently. Um, when I first started working at FIKE, Corporation of Metal Working Industry, uh, I started on nights and uh, I, I got along fine with my coworkers there and uh, I worked there for probably a month or two. And uh, for training, because Uh, There had been word that I might not have gotten trained to the full extent that I could on nights. So uh, I trained on nights, and then I moved to days. And the day shift uh, co-worker that works in the same department that I did, um, at first it was really hard to get along with him. I'm sure I've shared this testimony before, and a lot of you have heard it, but I'm going to share it again. Um, But this man, uh, it was hard for me to get along with him and I would get upset because I would just, you know, he would get on to me for small things and uh, and I just, there was multiple things that I can't remember right now but there were things that did upset me about him and uh, I was praying and praying that I would be able to get along with him and that uh, things would work out between us more and um, I, as I prayed over, uh, few of these months that I started on day shift um, I, I was still having a hard time and I knew the scriptures that talked about looking inside myself before I judge others or um, accuse others of something and so I I was really trying to think of what I was doing that was not uh, making this relationship work between us and Eventually through time, uh, the Lord worked out, Um, he showed me so much of the pride I had in my life. And he showed me that I was selfish and I was prideful and he wanted me to not be thinking of myself and thinking of others first and uh, preferring my brother before myself. And it just amazed me that as I prayed for this and prayed for myself to be humble and to humble myself, and he helped me. He showed me the ways to humble myself, and he helped me work through it. And eventually, it just got to where we were fine, and there wasn't really anything that happened. There were some things that happened, but to me, this is a massive testimony that the Lord will answer our prayers, no matter what, and we have to have faith. And so eventually after that, I moved, uh, Stations in that company. I moved to another area in that company, and the same thing happened. I was uh, I work on a saw now, and I cut metal for machinists. And uh, the night shift operator, it was just me on the operator for days. And uh, there was one night shift operator there that started a little before me. And whenever I first started there, you know, I, I thought he looked nice and stuff. And as time went on, it it, it was just like very naggy. Type. And I didn't know why, and I was trying to figure out um, why, and if I, again, was doing something to cause that. And as I started praying about that, uh, me and him are good friends now. We talk like we're good friends, and before uh, I would get upset at him for um, you know, being very particular on something I missed that I didn't think was too big, and... Um, Eventually, after I humbled myself, it was like we, we became friends. It's, I mean, amazing. It's a miracle because I myself could not have done that. I myself could not have gotten uh, on even ground, I guess, or let me say it a different way. I, I don't think I would have treated him the right way without Christ in my life. And one of the bigger things that happened to me, uh, was a car accident. I got rear-ended um, last, uh, two Septembers ago, I believe. But that was the most traumatic thing that had ever happened to me for forever. And to this day, it still has, is the most traumatic thing. Um, and I was driving up. I can't remember the road. I think it was Buckner-Tarsney. But I was going to turn, make a right-hand turn, and I was going probably like 25 or 20. And I'm headed to work. I worked for Dan Brotherton at this time. And as I was turning, I looked up in my rearview mirror, and all I saw was the grill of a truck. And and after that, I blacked out, and I heard glass. I heard wheels squealing. And after that, I, I had spun 180 degrees. Uh, or maybe it was 360. It might have been 360 degrees. And... I was on the right side of uh, the road on the other side, and my car had spun around and was facing the other way. And it just showed me so much how God was caring for me. There could have been head-on traffic. There could have been cars coming, and I possibly could have died. But I'm still here because God loves me, and he loves you too. I remember sitting in the car after it all happened and I immediately started thanking the Lord for saving me. And that changed my life to see how much God loves me. His love played out physically so I could understand it. And He does that for each and every one of us. We don't think things will happen to us. Generally, I know that in the past, I was like thinking that I would never get into a car accident. I just just passed it as a thought that would probably never happen to me. I knew it happened to other people. But I think the Lord opened my eyes to the fact that death, probationary state on this earth is very short. It is very short. And we need to remember that. And we need to repent and come close to the Lord. And He will call us His. I am very appreciative that I got into a car accident because then it opened my eyes to the love God had for me. And it showed me. Uh, Another one is between the ages of probably 10 through 15, I uh, grew up in a neighborhood with a few other kids, and uh, we started hanging out and stuff, and uh, you know, for a couple years I didn't know they were there, and then whenever I figured out they were there, and we hung out and stuff, and we were friends, and I ended up having a very rough time getting along with them. Because I got bullied, verbally, horribly, and it was, it was very hard to go through. It wasn't impossible, but I just remember, it, it really struck me deep inside whenever they said the horrible things about me, and I, you know, those things happened. The Lord knows they happen. But I I prayed for them. And whenever I remembered, I was pretty young, so I didn't pray for them too much. But um, there was this one time that this uh, one kid was uh, verbally abusing me and I was on my property, our house plot, and he was on the street and uh, there was a cul-de-sac across it. And... um, I, I remember praying for the armor of God. And he was walking towards me and he was going to come up the curb and over the, uh, the curb and onto the grass. And I, I prayed and he didn't cross the curb. He just didn't. He stayed at the curb and he totally could have passed it. I believe highly that the Lord helped me through that, protected me. Uh, last month these are kind of rapid fire testimonies but I hope to encourage you through them and um, show you that God can bring people through trials but one of this other testimonies that I had was um, I had got really sick uh, one month ago and um, probably a little over a month, and uh, it was horrible. I just felt I felt like I I barely could move. I felt just miserable and just drawn down. And if I moved, I felt like I was going to uh, throw up. And um, I remember being in so much agony that I after it started on Thursday. And I called for an elder, I believe, Saturday. And after I got administered to, uh, he came to my home and administered to me. And um, after I got administered to, the sickness still went on for two days. And I began to. I felt very tested, I felt very tried. I felt like my faith was very tried and if the Lord would want or if I would still trust in the Lord after being sick, getting administered to, which I have full faith that could have healed me. But I feel like the Lord chose to let me be sick for a couple more days to try my faith and I feel like the Lord I know the Lord will try us past what we think we can go. I was administered, and I started to lose hope that I would not get, feeling, get to feeling better soon. And I had plans and aspirations for the week, and I, I didn't want to miss work again. And uh, I was very distraught. And after I started to get better, I, I remember trusting in the Lord. He will not fail you. He did not fail me. He has never failed me. I'll read from Romans chapter 8, verse 11. And it says, And if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. The Lord is going to help you in trials so that you can make it through. He's not going to let you suffer on your own. He's going to be there with you. And there may be times that he lets you be on your own to test your true faith. So that he knows and so that you can know, because he doesn't need to know. He already knows. It's so that you can know your faith and your trust in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Hebrews 12, chapter 5, verse 11. Sorry, uh, Hebrews chapter 12, 5 through 11. And ye have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise thou not, despise not thou the the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. If ye endure the chastening, God dealeth with you as with His as with sons. We're His sons and daughters. He's going to chasten us. He chastens us because He loves us. Like it says in uh, Romans eight eleven or sorry, uh, Romans five eight. God commendeth his love toward us um, because he loves us. And he chastens us because he loves us. If he didn't chasten us, he wouldn't, it, that means a father who loves his child chastens him so he will go the right way. And sometimes chastening is necessary because I know that it's been necessary for me at times because there's been times when I don't listen to the Lord and I don't listen to his still small voice. And he lets me know, it's better to listen to God than to go my own way and fall. Turn to Psalms 5, chapter 5, verse 11. And it says, but let all those that put their trust in thee rejoice. Rejoice let them ever shout for joy because thou definest them, defendest them, sorry. Let them also that love thy name be joyful in thee. The Lord wants us to be joyful in our trials. Having faith that he will help us through it, trusting in him. You know, I realize that whenever, for example, a loving father who chastens his son and his son still loves him and does what he says, I can only imagine the amount of joy that would bring to the father. Each and every one of us are going to go through trials. Uh, In Proverbs where it says, uh, even... Uh, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, doesn't that sound pretty bad? The shadow of death? We're all walking in the shadow of death, in the valley. But as uh, Joe talked about in class today, Christ is the Word, and the Word, Christ is light, and the, the Word is light. Christ breaks through darkness. We have to rely on Him. We have to. There's no other way to salvation through, except through Jesus Christ. The only way. His love for us exceeds anything you've ever imagined. And He only wants for us to listen to Him and abide in Him And follow after him. And worship him and respect him. Don't you know the amount of joy that might bring him? He's our father. He made us. We're his creation. All creation rejoices because of him. And in his name. He designed us to worship him. To worship in spirit and truth. He designed us to be able to have joy, to know emotion, to know sad, to know happy. And if it weren't for the fall, that would not have happened. You see, God is for us, not against us. If God be for us, who can be against us? You know, the Lord brings us trials, puts us through trials to strengthen our faith, And to cause us to turn to Him. We have to turn to Him. There's no other way. And if you don't turn to Him, you're not going to have as good of a time after the trial or in the trial than if you turn to Him. It's a fact. I know. I've been through it. So no matter how hard you seem to think your life gets, You know, Christ bore that on the cross. He knows exactly what you're going through whenever you go through it. He knows exactly. He can sympathize with you. He knows. And He's there to help us. He sees us for who we can be, not for who we are. They cause us to repent. He he sends us trials... To cause us to repent. Repentance is so important. In Genesis whatever chapter, I can't remember, but God commands all men everywhere to repent. Do you want to know why? Because He wants to save us from His wrath. You can either trust in Him in your trials, suffer for His name's sake. Or you can suffer and be judged according to what he feels you should have. We need to fear God because he is the only one who can condemn us. Satan can't do that, only God can condemn us. Everybody, all through time, no matter who it is, nobody has a perfect life. Nobody has a happy-go-lucky life. Everyone goes through trials. That's because God loves everyone. To the young, from the young, to the old. From the lame, to those who can walk. That's also why he gave us the scriptures. Is so that we would have a Well, here's a saying, the guidebook for life. God wants us to search the scriptures. I myself need to do better when I search the scriptures because I definitely don't do it uh, as enough as enough as I should. And I don't do it how I should. I miss a lot of things in the scriptures. But you know what? He will help us to understand, remember, and call to remembrance these scriptures at any point. I know he's done that for me. He's helped me to witness to coworkers before. Not in a huge way, but small. He wants us to be the lower lights on the edge of the shore for those who don't have him. So that we can help them through their trials. You know what? He gave us the ability to help each other through our trials. That's what he did. He gave everybody a specific gift to help another person. We are capable of helping each other. That's what he wants. He wants us to help each other. He wants us to be one in heart. He wants to love. He wants us to love everyone unconditionally. And the only way we can do that is through Jesus Christ. Because he is love. I myself am not capable of loving at all. It's only because of Jesus Christ that I can love who I love. And it's only because of Jesus Christ that you're going to have charity and love your enemies and people who torture you. In Romans 6.15, it says, What then? Shall we sin? Because we are not under the law, but under grace, God forbid. God gave us agency. The agency to choose right or wrong. And you know what he also wants us to choose to do? He wants us to choose to do righteousness. And be righteous. He doesn't want us to go freely sin because we're into grace. But. Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey. His servants ye are to whom ye o- obey. Whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto Righteousness. But God be thanked that ye are not the servants of sin for ye have obeyed him from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you. That takes faith. Believing what somebody else says that you can't see. I have to have faith to know Jesus Christ lives. I have to have faith that God loves me. But through faith comes knowledge. Through faith The Lord has answered my prayers to where I have a knowledge that He will. There's no doubting the Lord does what He says and says what He does. Christ wants us to rejoice through trials. Because you know what we have? We have salvation. Nothing that is on this planet, uh, it says, uh, I can't remember where it says and I'll, I'll paraphrase and uh, it'll probably say it different in the scriptures, but uh, basically nothing can separate us from the love of God. It says uh, nothing on the earth or in heaven or in the, uh, beneath the earth or above the earth, I think, something like that. We need to listen to him. We need to do what he says. He only means good for us. In Jeremiah 29, 11. Uh, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. give To give you an expected end. You see the Lord He only has good intentions for us. He doesn't like the sin but He loves us. And the reason He loves us is because He is love. And the reason He sends trials our way is because we have sin and we are fallen. He's not a respecter of persons. He will chasten who He chastens and in what way He he finds fit. He's a just God. Wouldn't you want to be favored of Him? He wants to favor you, me, everyone. But you see, if you die in your sin, He will judge accordingly. Repent daily commands all men everywhere to repent. Because He loves us. He wants us to, you know, I've struggled with something for so long and it's, I have to do what God says. And you know what I think, as Trenton? That's weird. I don't want to do what He says. You know, just the human in me doesn't understand why I need to obey Him. It's because He loves me. Because he loves you. He wants things to turn out for our benefit. I didn't know about this before, but uh, I don't really look at the news, but uh, we are warned that property taxes are going to go up, increase uh, by an average of 30%. Thirty percent, and as I talked in class today, uh, they reminded it made me think about. And they were talking about uh, Steve. Willie shared something um, about uh, another man telling him, uh, even though the taxes increase and. I can't remember exactly what he said, but um, roundabout what he said was, even though the taxes increase, we can't, we shouldn't leave Zion. We shouldn't leave Independence. That's a huge trial. Money, that's big. In the world, you can't get by without it. But you know, in my in my family, the 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 Lord has provided exactly what we need when we need it at times. And yes, he gives us an abundance of things at times, but if we are in need and we ask in faith and believing, he helps us. Whenever trials come, do not turn from the Lord. It's it's the worst option you could ever take. Run to the Lord. Run to Christ. Throw yourself on Him. Because in that, He will bless you. He will bless us if we do it as one. He'll bless us to where it's overflowing, but we can't be, get prideful. I know that. I've been prideful and it eats me up inside to see myself be prideful. It's a hideous thing. We need to try to be humble. Pray to humble ourselves before the Lord because there's a scripture that talks about the proud he puts far from him but the humble he I can't remember the other part. Somebody you somebody probably knows in here. But The Lord is going to continue to give us trials. And he's going to continue to love us. Isn't that encouraging? He's going to continue to love us even though we sin. Doesn't that make you want to love him? We're sinners. Hideous. But God commendeth his love toward us in that Christ died for us. We need to support each other in our trials. We need to be more open. I don't know how open any of you are and I'm not trying to say you're not. But don't you think the Lord gave us other people for some reason? In our fallen, carnal state, He gave us each other. And He works through people. That's another reason. He works through each and every one of us if we allow Him. And if we let Him in. Pride won't let Him in. But you can choose to let him in. Forsake the pride. I have to. Everyone must to be saved. The Lord wants his will to be done. We need to want his will to be done. In every single little thing, pray about everything. Prayer is huge. Jesus prayed. Watch. He wanted to commune with the Father, be with the Father, be close to Him. He is light. He is truth. In Him there is no shadow of turning. He wants us to have hope. I want to give you guys hope to not turn from Him and to rely completely on our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Whenever you're going through trials, and do not forget about him. Whenever life is going good, it's a dangerous thing. He can remind you real easily. He can remind me real easily. He has before. It's easy. The weakness of men is is not as strong as the Lord's weakness or the. I can't remember how it goes, but do you guys know what I'm saying about that scripture? The, uh, man's strongest is not stronger than God's weakness, something like that. Yet he's tender and kind, even if we disobey him. His love is tremendous for us. You see, God is love. The best thing I don't want to go step ahead of myself, but so I'll say one of the greatest things that we can ever feel is God's love for us. Even a tiny bit. It's just overpowering. I've heard testimonies of people wanting God to take the feeling away because it was too much. He's so powerful, yet loving and kind. Meek. He knows what he's doing. I guess in all this, what I'm trying to say is, what I'm definitely trying to say is, trust in the Lord every single day. Try not to forget about Him. He does not forget about us. He pray, Jesus prayed for us in the Garden of Gethsemane, and He prays for us now. He wants us to be saved. Don't you want to be with our Savior, Jesus Christ, and God? I can't comprehend it, but wouldn't it be amazing other than eternal damnation separated from God who created us? Sometimes I don't understand why people get on the paths they do, but There there was a point in my life wherever I realized and had my foundational testimony. In fact, I'll share it really quick. Um, I went to a, there was a reunion, and uh, I think it was a Buckner reunion, and there was a um, children or youth prayer service. And we all gathered in, well, slightly, you know, it just trickled in. And we gathered in slowly, and you could already feel the presence of the Lord. Before all this happened... I've been praying for a personal testimony. My rock testimony. You know, your personal testimony. That each and every one of us needs to have. And as we gathered in, the spirit was there. And as it started, the spirit got stronger. And because of not sharing it as much as I should, I'm losing memory of it. So that's also a testament to Share your testimony all the time to anyone uh, with discretion. Um, But as we gathered in the Spirit, uh, the Spirit got stronger and all of us were seated. And the Spirit was there and you could feel it. And it was such a reverence, you know. Before the sermon today, I I felt so reverence to solemn. Because it's a serious thing, this gospel. This gospel is very serious, and it's real. And Jesus is real. He's our Savior. He's the Savior to anyone who will choose Him to be their Savior. But anyway... We sung a hymn, we started to sing a hymn, and I was just started to feel the Spirit so much stronger. And um, <clears throat> after the hymn, we knelt. Kneeling is humbling. I encourage you to pray on your knees, both your knees. Kneel and then pray. Humble yourself. And I'm doing it, I try to do that too. We knelt and we prayed. And as the opening prayer was offered, I felt the presence of God above me. It was overwhelmingly powerful. Overwhelmingly surreal. And as the service continued, the the Spirit continued to work in the youth, and it was amazing because every single one of those people, pretty much every single one of those people shared a testimony or a prayer, even if they were shy. I think the Lord did that. I know the Lord did that. He moves that way. He gives people courage. He, get, he can give you courage. He will give you courage if you ask for it. He'll give you courage and strength to get through the trials. God is real. He loves us. And just try to ponder that. Take joy from it. I mean the almighty, eternal God who hates sin and who has power to do anything loves me and you, sinners. No higher than the dirt. Let's be humble. Let's be God's servants. Let's serve others. when you're in the service of your fellow beings you're only in the service of your God I, I just have extreme joy right now to be able to preach and encourage it's been a it's been a it's been a desire of mine I appreciate you guys coming and supporting me and I hope you got something out of that and a desire to serve each and every one of you and be a better better godly man. Let's try to be one. Let's try to set aside our differences, forgive each other, put God first. He is King. He is Lord. He is Lord of Lords and King of Kings. Let's serve Him. Let's not serve the world. I'm working on it. Father, thank you for giving us all the ability to be here tonight. Thank you for the good spirit that you send to be with us. And I thank you for sending your spirit to be with Trenton, the words that he spoke. I'd ask that you give us, you give us the strength to pray through our trials, and that uh, we may realize that you give it to us in love, and that those trials will grow our faith. I ask that the spirit that's here may continue with us as we leave and as we continue with things that we do this week. I thank you for all you've done for us. In Jesus Christ's name I pray, amen.